And this Go. ball in the air, deep right center Go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, he'll watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Welcome in, so get a little singy with it today, to the DNVR Rockies podcast, brought to you by StravaCraft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR20, because when you do, you'll get 20% off that entire purchase of the CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering StravaCraft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons, and on this episode, we get to talk about something that Patrick and I love talking about that I hope other people also enjoy. Again, one of those, we hope you enjoy this at least half as much as we do conversations, because realignment is actually something that I think, you know, it's not the, the sexiest thing in the world, but the idea, I have long been of the belief that the divisions don't make any sense. You and I have talked about potentially division-less baseball. And I sent out a tweet today, Patrick, that said, you know, for all of the writing and talking we do about some of the disadvantages that the Rockies have built in, budget-wise, the altitude, the ballpark, we very rarely talk about the extremes that they have to go to in terms of their travel, all the different time zones they have to do. So there's actually a competitive element to it as well. So stick around because you're going to want to see the division that uh, it turns out that Patrick and I both think the Colorado Rockies should probably be playing in. And then a few others that maybe some of you out there may like. Hit us up in the comments. Remember, we are live on Facebook and Periscope Monday through Friday at 4.05. And on Wednesday on YouTube, you got to subscribe there to make sure you don't miss the DFA show. But first, Patrick... It's time to throw down. It's another Derby Day. It's a great day. It's another Derby Day. Our final of our seating competitions here for anyone just tuning in or in case you had forgotten. So far, my boys are three and one against yeah. Drew's boys. Yeah. All right. So a couple of things here. <laughs> so first of all, uh, very true. Patrick is up in this and, and he's he's got this first round seating thing taken care of, but we still got to scout these last two folks because you have got to decide next week what the rounds, what the matchups are going to be once we start getting into elimination. And that means guys only have uh, one chance if they got to fall into the bottom part of the bracket, they out of there. We're not going to see them compete again. So you got to know between these other two guys, we haven't seen them yet, where you want these matchups to go, who you might want to avoid. We've not yet seen my guy, Carlos Gonzalez. We have not yet seen your guy, Vinny Castilla, uh, two of the most beloved figures in the history of the Colorado Rockies, uh, two of the most fun players in the history of the Colorado Rockies. And friendly, too. We, we yes. Again, those are both guys that we've seen in the clubhouse a lot, and we'll just stop and have a conversation with you and and just love it they always have a smile on their face and it this is a again it, it's weird how these matchups 
get put together. It's like very much like when March Madness rolls around and you go, wait, these are the two teams? Like they do that on purpose. It it just goes down that way. And for also too for anyone uh, just watching in the previous matchups, the first game, uh, uh, matchup we did have story over holiday in extra time the yeah. next one was helton was, no helton was it was my guy you did, lost yeah you did you had arenado win on a walk off against walker again that was even better than the first one right third one uh i think was just as good galarraga took out todd helton and then in the last one was kind of a laugher. Dante Bichette. Dante Bichette hit 12. So he hit as many as everyone else had hit in extra time, but he did it in the allotted two-minute time. So that was bonkers good. Yeah, Dante Bichette, so far MVP of the whole tournament. Yes. Uh, but this should be a fun one, as we said. We got Vinny Castilla, your guy, starting it off. We got a righty-lefty matchup. I think you've right so far the lefties are over. Walker and Helton haven't got one, so I'm looking for Cargo to, to change that here. Yeah, it's been a little bit harder for the left-handers for whatever it is, more of a looping swing. We've very much noticed that, you know, sometimes if a guy hits a, a fly ball, it can be more of a pop-up, and that eats up a lot of time. You know, not too many guys are hitting ground balls. They're not really taking pitches that much either. We got Carlos Estevez on the mound. He's our, uh, our starting pitcher. Or rather, <laughs> right, our, apparently our derby pitcher, uh, which I'm, I'm sure he'd be flattered to to know we're still thinking about him, and he's getting plenty of plugs as we continue forth with this. And so, yeah, the lefties are are uh, 0 for two so far, and uh, and it'll be interesting to see. We're going to start with our right hander Vinny Castilla, and he makes Oof. quick work of this one to left center. It's got enough gusto on it. That one's going to land for 444. Larry Walker's favorite number is 333. I, I, right, I right. think Vinny's has to be 444 right now. He does it again, 453 to left field, making quick work, line drives, faster than 10 seconds on these. Three and this row, one's going to yeah, go three ones. swings, three home runs, 549. He's just getting warmed up. Next one should be to the concourse. But this oh, one will goodness. go just right of center. I think it's going to have enough distance on it. It will, yeah, 479. Plenty. All four have gone. Slightly further than the last. I don't finally miss hit one. Four of his first five, though, and he'll go here five of his first six. Goodness gracious, he came out hot. And so he will get ex extra time, but he's got five with a minute ten left. Fly ball to center field, Wait, just center. over Mad Dog Russo's high heat sign, <laughs> four fifty for number six. Oh man, that, that one stayed up foul. in the air. Cost him a little bit of time, but he's he's cooking right now. We this found one's got that a shot at the concourse. Oh, this one is deep. Oh, Look off the truck. Except there is no truck. But. Yeah, no truck up there. Wow, that one was an absolute moonshot. This one is that carrying. cost him some time, and it cost him a home run too. So that's yeah. the that's what makes it even more painful. But he's got thirty seven home left. runs, thirty seconds. Yeah, seven. We've seen most guys able to get to eight before extra oh. time off the wall that hurts he's getting a lot of swings in and so while he's made yeah, he a is. few outs he's going to get his eighth right here 435 left of center this one was down and away but he goes down to get wow. it he went and got that pitch you see that <laughs> oh my gosh 482 two off one of the rocks he might get two more swings left i don't know we'll uh, see the yeah, carry on this more. this should be his last one this would be for that number 10 
it stays fair. It's good. Hooked foul. Hooked Brutal. Foul. All right. 30 and seconds. Nine going more. into extra time here in the bonus. First swing. Good to go. 456 with 23 seconds remaining. Next one looks to be in the same spot. No, that's going to be a, a line drive out. Still have 17 seconds. Ball carrying. Left Long of fly center. ball, but he'll get it. Over apropos the Hall of Fame banner out there in left center. Right. He might be able to That'll get go, 12. But I don't think he's got a time for another swing. Nope, they won't oh. let him have that one. Ooh, some of those 12. long fly balls may have cost him, but 12 home runs is a pretty good mark. By far the most swings we've seen of mm -hmm. anybody during this. And we've also found if you can get to 12, you have been able to move on to the next round. So Carlos Gonzalez really has one of the toughest jobs ahead of him here. He's got yeah. 234 career home runs. He's going to need 13 in the next two minutes. Let's see if he can do it. Man, uphill battle to climb for sure. Oh, and he's going to miss hit the first one and get a fly ball out. Not a good start. It's all right. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. It didn't carry Drives too much. Got to stay fair on that, though. There Ooh, you go. First second one, decker, 453. Deck. Now, that was, that was just a thing of beauty. He might not get 12, but he's going to look a lot prettier than Big Vin. Yeah, he's got that swing. 479, There's 479 the with ease. There's also a like dynamic, too, that we've seen with these left-handers. Ripple deck shot. Third deck, party deck, 483. Remember when he did that in real life but pulled it foul? You were at that game, too, right? We were both I think at so. that one. Yeah. Uh, warning track outs, but oh my goodness, where's this one gonna land? Aurora, no, second deck, 456. He's got four homers with a minute eight left. This one's gonna get over the barrier in a hurry, and it gets to the second deck. These oh, line drives, this is true to life. Carlos Gonzalez was the master of the home run in under four seconds. <laughs> he could really. Hit those line drives out. Another one at 460. This one's, I think, going to get in the bullpen to give him seven with 45 seconds to go. Yeah, these, his ball is getting out pretty quickly. It is beautiful to see that view in right field kind of covered in the shade, but you know what's out there as the camera zooms in. You can see the people in the second deck who are going to get yet another souvenir deposited. 422. He's got eight homers with 29 seconds left. This one's going to be a key one. Ooh, Gets it out. 398. Row. Just barely. That. that one was crucial. And he's got nine with 20 seconds left. He's going to look to try to tie, if not beat Vinny in regulation. He's got 10. He's got two this to go. High. This one's going to eat a lot of clock. It's too high, Patrick. It's too high. I think it is too high. Oh, it's going to get over. Oh, that was huge. He can we tie Vinny right here. Barrier. In regulation. And he's going to. He's going to tie him in regulation with a triple deck shot. He's caught fire and he is just third gone. deck, right center, not right field, right no. center. I don't think that ball went 469. Went, it went much further. And, and with his first swing of extended one. time, Carlos Gonzalez goes on to the next round or rather finds himself with a much better seating when we get there as the first left handed hitter to get it done absolutely stupendous performance the most we've seen in a single round with extended time 13 home runs very impressive that, that was, might be more clutch wow. than what nolan did i think to Ma be honest. maybe just because Vinny had put up such an impressive number and cargo knew what he had to chase there and 
And he didn't start out nearly as hot as Vinny did. He just caught fire and started ripping those double-decker shots out to right field. And, um, yeah, I wasn't sure that in the the game that it would play as it does in real life, but that looked an awful lot like a batting practice round. We've seen Carlos Gonzalez take uh, and, and had the privilege to stand right behind home plate and watch him launch those. And it's, it is incredible the, the quickness with which they leave the ballpark. It was one of my favorite things when he was playing those low liners. Like you can, you can marvel at the triple deck shots. Some of the ones like that we just saw, but that one that went that hopped off the top of the scoreboard at three ninety nine, those were the ones he would hit in real life where you'd, um, you know, dad would say, I know he didn't make it up. Lots of people would say, you know, you, you can hang your laundry out on that one. Like cargo would hit just these low liners that would never get more than 12 or 13 feet off the ground. And they just stay hit. And we, we saw some of it right there. That was pretty cool. There, there has always been nothing more beautiful in the game than a good left-handed swing mm. and a deep drive from a left-handed hitter. And at Coors Field, I, I, I prefer the view. I think after, again, doing this derby, I think I prefer the view out in right field. The view in left field is still great. But okay. I think it's the fact that you just have this behemoth in right field, right? Again, it's not the green monster, but you just have this wall and you go, it gives it so much more depth. Oh, is it just going to get over the auxiliary scoreboard? Yes. Is it going to get to the second deck? Yes. Is it going to the bullpen? Is it going to the third deck party deck? Whereas in left field, again, you're just hitting the ball, spraying it all over the place. It's fantastic. But right field where the party deck is with the left-handed swing. I mean, that is, that's the view. That's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. So cheers to Cargo. I, I get to cheers my Breck Brew for a little bit of a uh, face-saving performance there from Carlos Gonzalez. We got to get him on the podcast, man. We, we, we have got to reestablish connection with Carlos Gonzalez. He's just, and you said it earlier, and, and we got to have Vinny back on the podcast as well. I, I did one that was the two of them together, actually, in, in the clubhouse that was maybe 15 minutes on opening day. 2018, I believe it was. I was down there in Arizona talking to the two of them, and just it, it was just amazing. And they, they were they're both so giving with their time. I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but to the people out there, uh, it, it would be so so wonderful now um, that sadly it does look like his career is is in the books. To to have Cargo give a, a retrospective of his career and of his time in Colorado because he, he was. He is such an important member of this community, of the sports community here. Uh, and I think he recognizes that. So Yeah, it would be great to sit down, have a beer with him and, and, and recollect. And I think we'll get that opportunity because I really think Cargo would be a, a really fantastic coach. I mean, again, when maybe yes. when Vinny Castilla's time uh, is, is uh, done as a, you know, a, a special representative to, to the general manager, uh, what's his exact title again? Special assistant. Yeah. Is he special, special assistant, assistant special to Jeff Reinich? Cargo would be great. I mean, shoot, both. Give us both of those guys just to go around, talk that with, with the girl, their brain. Both. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think he would fit in great. And if not with the Rockies, there's someone else, you know, another team, St. Louis Cardinals. Hey, we've got no connection with you at all, but we know your reputation in, in, in MLB. So come to St. Louis, be our hitting coach, be our special you know, assistant or a representative. And when, when you do come, make sure you bring some Breck Brew because um, I think even the folks at Bush Stadium have to respect. You know, game recognized you gotta, game. You got to respect. 
you got to respect. That's just how it goes. All right. So we appreciate the boys showing off their skills with the wacky stick. Hey, if you want to show off your skills with the wacky stick in the digital world, you got to download WGT Golf totally for free at dnvrgolf.com. And starting this Friday through Sunday, we're hosting the, I've got to say it, Ho, ho, hole in one challenge at Aaron Holes Golf Course. That's what we've decided to call it, and I'm selling out for it. All country clubs can participate, and better yet, anyone can win. That's right. All you have to do is join the DNBR4 Country Club. If you haven't played, head to Aaron Hills Golf Course, enter to the closest to hole challenge, and submit your screenshot to our pinned Twitter thread at DNBR underscore sports or email info at the DNBR.com. Once you have entered to win, we will choose a random winner each week and pick out a DNVR shirt of your choice and a mask. We ship it straight to you. We will host a new course every week leading up to Christmas. Well, I guess so. This, I guess this is the last one then. If, if my math and my scheduling serves me correctly, I think this is the last chance you're going to have to win some cool swag, not even for being particularly good at the free golf game that's super fun and the official sponsor of DNVR Gaming. All you got to do is play a little bit, see if you like it, and if not, oh well, just send us a screenshot, you've entered to win, and you can get a free shirt and a mask. Really, really cool deal. So just join that DNVR4 Country Club, head to Aaron Hills Golf Course for the ho-ho-hole-in-one challenge. I'm sorry, it's just ho-ho-hole challenge, not hole-in-one. I think I added that in my brain. No, it is. The first time in the read, it says ho, ho, hole in one. And the second time it doesn't. I think, I feel like when you were saying it, you were, do, you were evoking like a young Santa vibe. I mean, you got the beard. I think <laughs> no. it could be in your future. And you're like, well, Mick Foley, he loves Santa, 1715. You know, so I'm thinking you're like, uh, I, need to, I need to dig into this. You could, you could be one of Santa's, you could be a special assistant to Santa, I, Drew, if you really want to play I really appreciate you throwing the word young in there. I really appreciate that. The very young, is, very young. Have you seen it's coming in a little more? It's got the, the grays on gray? the gray. I'm graying it. I just, blonde. Katie likes it, so. It's bleach blonde, yeah. according to, to what my screen shows. Yeah, that's totally what's happening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, Patrick, we get to move into, as I said earlier, one of our favorite things to discuss because we are nerds. Um, and baseball it's just fun with this kind of stuff. This is actually something in, in all the sports that I, I've often thought about. You know, it's 2020. Do we need divisions anymore? What, what, what's the point? And especially as somebody who's grown. I went away and then I was back. Oh. Divisions. Divi what, what is a division? So 2019, huh? <laughs> it's, it's so 2019 because shouldn't it, it just be the case that all the teams try to be the best that they possibly can be, and we see where the chips fall at the end of the season in any sport. And we've talked about this a lot, and of course it specifically pertains to the Colorado Rockies right now, but you could take them out of the equation. I, I don't think it's good for the health of any sport if it, there's a disincentive for your team to compete because they're stuck in a division with a juggernaut. Like, that sucks. <laughs> like, why? Like by pure random chance of the division that you're in, you should have to get rid of all your best players and, and do all of these other things. Cause Hey man, the Dodgers and it's like, or, or people, you know, that, that have to deal with this problem with the Yankees. And so it's interesting and, and it's different in all sports, but there's a similar argument to be made that 
the fairest possible, if we didn't have travel, right? If it was Star Trek and we could just beam everywhere, I've been watching so much Star Trek lately, uh, <laughs> we could just beam around. There would be no need for divisions and there would, you know, you would just have seeds of whoever's won the most games to whoever won the least that qualifies for the postseason. But with travel in play, we do have to worry about divisions and people and that, want expansion. Will's talking, saying expand the league to 36, create nine, four team divisions. There's all kinds of proposals out there, Patrick. And you have to be worried too. If, if you just want to totally disband leagues and, 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 and divisions in that way. Well, I don't know. Do you, do you want, do you want the leagues to go away or just the divisions? I mean, anymore. That, that brings up another question, right? Because the leagues used to be when, when you and I were kids, God, is that gray in the beard again? There were, um, there were seven and a half MLB teams when Drew and I were yeah, right. And, right. and um, not quite that, but there would, I mean, there were, there were AL umpires and NL umpires that's right. when you and I were kids. There, you know, obviously wasn't that long ago that the DH was just a thing of one division. It looks like that very quickly is becoming maybe a, a thing of the past. Um, and there was only one wild card team. And, and actually when you and I were very young, there were, there were no wild card teams. And so you just had to win your division or tough luck next year, pal. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm in theory, I think the fewer differences between leagues and divisions, the fairer the game is, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, Yes, absolutely. And again, right. there's always going to be like exceptions where you go, ah, two of the last three seasons, the Yankees and the Red Sox faced off in the World Series. We got to fix this thing. We got to change this. It's good. That's going to happen. You know what I mean? And and you could say the same thing where you go, ah, Dodgers and Cubs again for two out of the last three years, these big market teams. And so those things are, are going to happen. And and even, yeah. again, a kid growing up rooting for the Yankees and, and hating the Red Sox, going, wait a minute, the Red Sox can't play the Yankees in the World Series because dot, dot, dot. Well, why the heck not? Yeah. Why the heck not? I, right. I, I'm willing to kind of, you know, break all that up and and, and totally reconsider that. And, and if we're going to look best... at an, an option for that in, in a little bit. We're going to look to see what that would look like where there was no leagues and there was, you know, there were – there were divisions, but again, you can just break it up however you want uh, with the travel. And you know, uh, our buddy uh, uh, Liam, uh, you know, says something about you know, 2020 was a test for that, and I think so. And in, in, in a lot of ways, where you only had the Rockies and the NL West playing the AL West, they didn't get to play the Central and the East. And okay, that was fine. No, no one was really you know, made any negative statements about, you know, balanced schedules and some teams benefited more than others. Uh, I think the Rockies actually ended up benefiting uh, early on in that 11-3 run where they played against some teams that you know, had a weaker scheduling um, right. you know, at, at, during those 14 games. But but regardless, over the course of a 160-game season, or even if they do shorten it to 140, do we need this many games, right? They can still make the same amount of money right. in 140, just increase ticket prices and do all that stuff so yeah they'll never do that but i'm with you i mean i'm i'm in favor of fewer games but they'll they'll sadly never do that i do think we could get them to agree to some of these division realignments um i i think it's you know it's it's far less costly at least in their minds i think you're right you can you can make up for that cost but we know how creative some of these uh 
executives in the game of baseball tend to be. I'll, I'll leave it at that for now. And before, and before we look at any of these uh, maps mm. of, of, of how we can reconfigure and realign things, mm-hmm. much of this will be essentially predicated on who the two new expansion teams are. We're not right. going to get any kind of realignment until we get team number 31, 32. So there's potentially 16 in each league. And most likely four teams in each division. And right. you go from there. That lines up really well. You think about, you know, again, March Madness. Previously, it had always been 64 teams. Uh, the tournament doesn't really start. We have 64. Well, all those teams play. And then you've got 32 teams. So get it. It, it breaks down really nicely. You keep doubling the number two, two, four, eight, 16, 32. So we don't know, you know, who what's going to happen with expansion. Some of the teams or some of the cities that have kind of been in on it, you know, Portland and Vancouver on the West coast have been the, the two most notable uh, cities that have been mentioned. Nashville uh, actually had hired Dave Dombrowski, who's now uh, the general manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. He kind of was you know, told by MLB, Hey, expansion is going to be, you know, still five years away or so. There was some discussion that, Hey, maybe by, ex- you know, expanding yeah. the game and and having a you know 1.3 billion dollar buy-in fee essentially that's a real good way to kind of pay for a lot of those uh you know bills that and and losses that owners you know had to succumb to yep. during this pandemic and will continue to feel this year and, and maybe even in 2022 uh montreal was was a big player in that and and I think that that covers all, all of the major cities. Yeah. Maybe you got a yeah. Memphis, maybe a San Antonio, right? We know that the Spurs are down there. So there are a couple of places here and there where you might be able to to fit in of a team. How about a third team in the New York area? Just like a North Jersey or New York. That Get area has enough here. people to Get support. Get out of here. Forget about it. But you, you got enough baseball. That. Come on. And I think, you know, I don't think baseball wants a team in Montreal and a third team in New York. Because, again, that that only creates further, you know, competition in that market where they want to branch out. Hey, let's have a team in Oregon. You know, between San Francisco and Seattle, there's a lot of miles and a lot of area right there that we could start to create, you know, more baseball fans. So I think they're going to want to try to branch out. Charlotte is another city I forgot to mention. So Nashville and Charlotte, you know, get that North Carolina, Tennessee area, you know, with, with some MLB. So we don't really know what will happen. I think it should be Portland and Charlotte. If you're not going to go international. Um, I've always thought there should be a a team in Mexico, Um, but that's great. That that brings a whole other set of of problems to tackle That, that should be tackled, but it just, it is a little bit more complicated to do that. So yeah, if we're talking about just adding teams from US, I know I've had a lot of people get at me lately. Will mentions here Vegas uh, because it's, also you know, the play. hockey team is going so well. Um, that that's another one, and that would be great to solve the particular problem that inspired my thinking and and, and why we're kind of talking about this today, right? Which is that the Rockies play in a division with a bunch of teams from California, and every single time they have to go on the road. They have to go to the extreme opposite environment of their own in the California humidity right next to the ocean and in largely pitchers ballparks, except for Arizona. Right. So so when they're going to play those California teams, it's it's a little bit crazy. And then when they go the other direction, they also have to travel at least two time zones each direction either way, except for when the Rockies are playing the Arizona Diamondbacks because they don't go down to, to Texas. Texas is also 
one time zone away. Kansas is one time zone away, and Vegas is one time zone away. And so those are the things um, that sort of get me excited because it's like, yeah, if you have this middle of the, the country division or a couple of middle of the country divisions, then the Rockies don't have to travel to one of the coasts quite so often, uh, certainly not for their interdivisional baseball. And, and then there is the part where when you look at what that division would look like, there just happens to not be a perennial $2 billion at the top of the division all the time team. You'd be scared of the Astros right now, I guess, yeah. And we all know that's sort of a weird up in the air situation. But yeah, if we're talking about the Rockies, as Patrick has shown here, in a division with Kansas City, the two Texas teams, and Arizona, the travel is way less harsh. It makes far more sense. They're all within one time zone of each other. And, you know, I'll, I'll admit it, it's easier to compete in that division. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, you know, Dallas and Houston, they they are uh, major metropolises. And, you know, they're, they're going to have money to spend. But, you know, Texas have, has tried to do that many times and hasn't always worked out for them. Houston, you know, they're spending some money right now. But how much longer is their window open? Uh, maybe a couple more years again because of all the young talent they were able to build up through tanking. But again, they they have ebbs and flows. Whereas we know, L.A., New York, Boston, those areas just simply, you know, print money, right? Yeah. Let's face yeah. it, they they can just print money. So I think that would create you know much better playing conditions in in this uh west division as it's called and and that's another thing too is even if you've got these divisions i would love to see some different names of these yeah. divisions you know go back to the hockey days we had the norris division and um, yeah, let's call them something cool yeah. man what's with the directional like that's so boring yeah the the satchel division boom yes. satchel page kansas city monarchs book it like that's just a done deal right there so it, it would be Really great to see this. And again, these are all uh, the graphics that were shown here are all just kind of general guesstimations as to what, you know, this expansion as well as any kind of realignment might look at because we don't know what the teams are, but we can start to to guess and, and get a general idea. And this is a really good jumping off point to say Kansas City Royals, Texas Rangers, Houston Astros, Arizona Diamondbacks in the same division as the Rockies and ho-hum. Um, this would probably be an American League division, which would yeah. play very well for the Rockies. Yeah, they need that too. Uh, and Sunshine asking, how would expansion change this map? Are, are we losing Kansas City for Vegas? Uh, what do we think? And, and, and while we're thinking on that, I'll just expand on the point you were just making. That, yeah, I remember, I, I feel like as time passes, I can speak a little more openly about the handful of conversations I had with Dan O'Dowd right before he stepped away from his gig as the Rockies GM. But this is something that he and I talked about, um, that the Rockies not being an American League team has turned out to be a little bit problematic. Um, certainly that there, there are, we could name players. We, we went through a long list of players who could have worked out a lot better for the Rockies had the DH been available to them over the years. And so 
yeah, I, I think that would be great. Again, I think that's coming to the National League eventually, so I'm not sure how much we got to. But in the meantime, yeah, they, they, they should always, unfortunately, have, have been an American League team. Didn't work out that way. Um, but these, these make so much more sense for me. So I think, yeah, you could, you could leave out um, Kansas City and, and put in Vegas if you wanted to do it that way. Here's another one. Patrick, why don't you walk us through this one a little bit? Yeah, Nathaniel, a uh, good, good close friend of mine. You know, we've, we've done a lot of these kind of dreaming on expansion and what that would look like. And we even worked on a project where we said, well, if MLB expands by two teams, that means there's going to be at least eight minor league teams that would need to expand. And then we get mm. we got involved in the, looking at all these different little oh, small wow. cities and areas around the United States. <laughs> You're putting teams in like little towns all across America. We, we kind of did. And then, you know, and, and then – you know, MLB decides, actually, we're going to get less teams, uh, which, again, it made it all interesting because we kind of had all this information at our fingertips. So it was a fun project thinking ahead about what expansion would look like. And in this, you know, realignment, we actually see, okay, here's 32 teams, whereas the first graphic we had was just a realignment of the 30 teams we currently have. Here with the 32 teams, uh, this, this proposition would see Las Vegas get a team right now. They're, they're currently the Aviators. They might... Uh, so it's a recent rebranding uh, with a nod to Howard Hughes, uh, the great aviator. And, um, I actually like that. Man Las with Vegas very aviators. clean yeah. hands. Uh, better than Las what do you Vegas say, stars. What, if, if you're going down, what do, what do the fans say? Because, you know, we say, hey, hey, yeah, we're going down the Rockies. Yeah, we're going to see the Rocks. And we're, we're going to see the Rocks. If this, or the Aviators. The is, see, that's the thing is I think it's the Avs because you're not going to see yeah. the Aves, right? You're not, hey, uh, we're going to see the Aves. Like, that's not a... Okay, so now, now, that's that the only ha- problem I see with aviators is, is that the whole thing is long and you need a – every sports team needs that that thing you can be. But other than sure. that – They got like, that, and then Kent yeah. and Charlotte Knights would be the other one in the east. Uh, that pairs really nicely with Atlanta, Tampa Bay, and Miami. Uh, but again, if we look at the, the Rockies division, again, moving to the American League, how much does that matter with the universal DH? Little to none. You got Rockies. Kansas City Royals, Texas Rangers, Houston Astros. I think you'd sign anybody up for that. That would be real nice. Uh, you know, should should there be any kind of switch? So so this one's really good, really good because again, you have a West Coast team and an East Coast team. So you you are still allowed to have uh, the West Coast have two four team divisions, right? You've got your five teams in California. You've got Seattle to the north. You've got Arizona and Las Vegas. So that wraps them up really nicely, which then leads you to the middle of America with the Rockies, Royals, Rangers, and Astros. And from there, you can group a little bit and you got you know Cincinnati and, and Cleveland in the same division, battling out for the supremacy of Ohio. Which again, that's how it should be. Wouldn't that be great? That would be very cool. You, you wouldn't have Cubs and White Sox together, but you still have Cubs and Brewers, which is That is great. a little bizarre. And the Twins <laughs> right next door. Again, you know, Minnesota and Wisconsin, they've got that rivalry, but Cards and Cubs would still be together. You would also have uh, in the NL East, Pittsburgh coming back into the fold, which they had previously been uh, an Eastern Division team. But Pittsburgh, uh, Washington Nationals, Philadelphia Phillies, New York Mets, and in the American League East, Red Sox, Yankees, Blue Jays, Orioles. Plays really nicely if these are your teams. And even if you if Las Vegas doesn't get it and it's someone like Vancouver or Portland, this is it still, still works. Yeah, it if still it's works. If it's not exactly Charlotte and it's someone like 
Memphis to a lesser degree, but more likely Nashville. This still plays where Nashville is in the South. And you go, right. hey, this is pretty darn perfect. We don't need to mess with this for a very long time. Yeah, I I really like this. I like like you said, you you fit a lot of those Northwest teams in there, and that's really where it should be. Um, and I'm with Wildly Innocent. I want a team in Mexico City as well. And as you can see <laughs> from these maps, the, the part of the issue is all this stuff is starting to fit together so nice and neat. And then with that, you've got a team that's what division do you put them in? They've got extreme travel to deal with. I I think you probably still would put them over with the California teams, but um you know that that's going to be rough on them but if they want a team rather than not having a team then you, you can still maybe i think have that work out and, and also all rockies fans immediately on a division where they're playing the texas teams which is again always how it should have been from a mm-hmm. geographic standpoint but i'll sell them very quickly in this way patrick you know those 10 games a year that Nolan Arenado and whomever. It's Nolan now. Nolan and Trevor and Charlie. It was Cargo and Tulo before. You know the 10 games a year they got to play San Francisco and L.A.? Put those games, or at least one of that set of 10, at that tiny little ballpark they got out there in Houston. Mm. Give Nolan Arenado 10 more games a year at the Crawford boxes and 10 fewer at the Marine Layer. And uh, like the sound see of with that. those stats, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, like, yeah, yeah, that could be something that that you know drastically changes uh, a lot of the different things with with hitting on the road and again that travel. Seattle has the most travel of of yeah. any team; like they're yeah. just way out there in no man's land, which maybe is why the Mariners and the Rockies are such natural rivals. Mm-hmm. Two teams that are get screwed the How most. How much success have the Mariners had over the years? Where where? Right, no World Series in in forty years, so it might might not be a, a coincidence. Could have something to do with it. Maybe that's their Coors Field effect. They it is. They're just the Pacific Northwest. They're they're just out there, in uh, in the rainforest. Well, third alignment, you're gonna you're noticing some trends here. Again, this would be in a, a realignment. Again, using the thirty teams we have now. So there's no expansion. This one uh, I'm not as familiar with. Not as big of a fan of. But the the similarities you see is Rockies Mm. in the same division as Texas, the Astros. They are back with the Diamondbacks and up in the Pacific Northwest of Seattle. It allows allows the California teams to be together. Yeah, Yeah, it allows the California teams to to be together. But, uh, yeah, this one one doesn't fit quite as much. It plays well in in the East, you know, with the Red Sox, Orioles, Phillies, Mets, Yankees. Plays okay in the Midwest with, with Twins, Brewers, White Sox, Cubs, Royals. The Southern Division, not so much. Atlanta, Tampa, Miami, all good natural fits. But then St. Louis, eh. Cincinnati, eh. Yeah. yeah Way too like, much travel like, in the Yeah, Rockies like you said at the beginning, it's, it's, it's not as good as the last couple, but – it, it, this is still better than what we have right now. I yeah, the, I think it's new. I think it's the same. I think it's okay, kind well, of the for, same. Maybe maybe overall for Major League Baseball, it's kind of the same. For the Rockies, it's still way better. You right? think? <clears throat> Only because of Seattle. It's because of the trip to Seattle. That's the, like, the one oh, trip to man. Seattle. Like that's brutal, right? right. That that that's kind of rough. You don't love it, but it's one trip out there instead of three to San Francisco, L.A. San Diego, 
you know, it's, it, one out there, but then you've just got Arizona and the two Texas teams the other times you're traveling in the division. So it's, to me, again, yeah, it, it, it is better for the Rockies. Is it substantially? Actually, I would, I would probably still say yes, um, because think of it this way. You're replacing, what, what's the harshest travel now? Probably to San Diego, honestly. Yeah. And so you're probably, you're, so you replace that with Seattle becomes your harshest. Are those equally harsh? I'm not sure. Cause we, we've never really done that. Right. It would be, let's say they are, let's say they're equally harsh, but then Texas, Houston are way less harsh than LA, San Francisco. So yeah. I still think, I still think you're in a much better spot. Yeah, yeah, totally. Will. 30 games a year in Texas and Kansas city, instead of San Francisco, LA and San Diego signed me up yesterday and the through line with all of these you know wh- whether it's it's markedly better or, or or otherwise yeah the rockies would end up you know moving leagues but again what do leagues and divisions mean in the future are they thinking outside the box and just saying look we're we'll we'll figure something else out and and the last you know graphic we want to look at is an idea that there are no leagues there are no uh real true divisions rather there's no leagues but i guess there are divisions not sure how that would work, uh, but in the in the Rockies division, they would. Um, where are the Rockies on this? They're one? in the south, apparently, all the way on the far right. Oh, how did they get put in there? Yeah. Okay, so this one's atrocious, but we should talk about it because it is out there. It checks off the box of there's no leagues, but then you've got Colorado in the same division, and here's why this isn't happening. We're going backwards. We're going back to the the old mm-hmm. division. And and mm-hmm. ultimately this is, well, come to think of it, this is almost, you know, what we had previously with the, the, the East and the West, you know, you had Atlanta playing San Francisco, you know, in 1993, Atlanta wins 104 games, goes to the division series uh, against, against the Phillies and the San Francisco giants win 103 games and there's no wild card. So they just go home. This right. is why we have a wild card. Right. But yeah, in the South, you got Rockies in the same division as Atlanta, Houston, Kansas City, Miami, St. Louis, Tampa Bay, Texas. It really works a lot better for all the other divisions, right? Because yeah. in the West, Arizona, the the five California teams, and you Seattle, and you throw in Portland. In the East, it works out for all of those teams. You throw in Montreal, the North, which is kind of Midwest. All those teams are clustered really nicely together. I would like to see Detroit and Toronto against one another. They're actually fairly close. Detroit being essentially on the border of Canada in a lot of ways, but the South division is pretty abysmal. A mess. Yeah. And we're not, we're not, we're not seeing this. I, I, they, they, we want, we want more divisions if anything, we're not less. Yeah. The, I, I think the one thing where this would make sense is if it had absolutely no meaning, which is to say that, if we could make it so that every team, and I don't know how to do this, every team played each other an equal number of times every year. Literally, like back to my Star Trek example of forget about travel. And this is when we had, uh, remember when we had Jake Story Alley, Mr. Talking Jake himself, celebrity, big time celebrity out there now. Jake Story from uh, from Cameo? Is that, is that the guy? About? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Cameo. Cameo. Oh, all right. I, I also know. believe he's done some work with a Jam Boy or something like that. They seem to be doing okay. Uh, but that, that was when I asked him, um, you know, what's your what's your one big fix for the game of baseball? And he just said, I want to play everybody every year. I don't want to play the Rockies once every 
four years. I don't want to go to have the Yankees go as a guy who's a Yankees fan and a Rockies fan. This is it makes the most sense in the world, right? He's just like, I don't want my team to only go to Coors Field once every three or four years. We should get to come out here all the time. And your guys should get to come to Yankee Stadium once a year. Everyone should play a series every year in everyone's ballparks. Now, we don't have to figure out the the math or the or the flight schedules to make that work to you and I. But, you know, it's we're also not – they made a lot of these schedules work when guys were, like, traveling on trains and stuff. Like, we do live in an era where we got – private jets and all that stuff but it gets us totally away from the what you and i were talking about at the beginning which is less travel for the rockies please but there is a part of me that likes that idea of like it shouldn't matter back to that it should not matter what division you're in play everybody and let the chips fall where they may if there was a way to pragmatically make that work that would be my my preference oh you got it you, i think you i got, got the it plan. okay it's not perfect but again we recognize how incredibly difficult it would be for the Rockies in particular to travel. I mean, any team, right? Because if, if you're, if you're the Yankees, you go to Seattle once a year, right? You go to the West coast, you know, a couple of times, but you're only going to Seattle proper once a year. And that's, that's a pain in the butt. Uh, and in many ways. So, and again, so what you could do is you could start the season in Florida and Arizona. So the season starts, and you kind of already have these hubs. It's cold. It's cold in April. It's cold in May, too. So I maybe like the first this already. month, you know, whatever it is, you can have that. And, yes, some teams would probably need to fly. You know, the Yankees would need to fly to, to Salt River Fields or vice versa and stuff. And, and so, again, only maybe some of the hardcores that have that kind of money can travel down and go. But then you've got all teams playing each other. It's balanced. And then you really could just have – um, a conveyor belt where nope, everyone knows once you play Seattle, you go to San Francisco or you go to Portland, then you go to San Francisco, just and it's just kind of like like it's a something um, like that. You yeah, might be able to figure something out. Yeah, yeah, and I think you could have every every team play. I don't know if you want to end the season that way. That would that would obviously be bad. You want those big important games in September. You could maybe even start move the season up a little bit. Maybe you got spring training in January, and um, and and the season starts in March. Yeah, that's wonderful. March yeah. is when the season starts down in 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 Florida and Arizona. Great, and then in April when people are, are used to going to games, it's still back there, and you can you know still have your case. Sister team's got a little bit of a record already. I I actually yeah I I really love that. I I do know that one of the big arguments against it is that rivalries kind of go away it all though um you know you you sort of let us off with talking about yankees and red sox and how they could never play each other for the world series and in the late 90s early 2000s that's yeah that that would be in, impossible i mean that was we were going to react to the wild card that they were uh, uh, you know they, they would only play at that time and, and it would even i don't even think there was a way to think each other in the wild card round. No, I think they were able to. Right. They never played each other um, in uh, the postseason. You know, there was there was notable games late in the year. You know, plus the blue event. You know, but that happened in September, not October. Um, and so, and I think there was an opportunity this year where it was like, hey, the first round you could have Red Sox against Yankees, and it's 
it comes in out and I'll, I'll get two my memory is, is correct. So yeah. it, it only it only makes those those rivalries even, even stronger, right? Right. Because if, if any two teams could play each other in the division round or the championship round or or in the World Series, then any rivalry can develop between whoever's awesome at the time. If the best rivalry in baseball for a five-year stretch is Yankees-Red Sox, then why not see them play each other in the World Series all the time? Like you said, it could, it could be two National League teams. It could be two random-ass teams that we don't even think of as perennial contenders. It could have been... Uh, you know the the Royals and the Yankees there for several years when those when they were good. So it's just like I just think it makes better and more interesting rivalries. It, it doesn't necessarily get rid of them. So yeah, and yeah, I, I like it. How much do how much do those rivalries really get people out? You know, I think they do. But I mean, are you more likely to go to see? Yeah, you know, again, I'm, maybe I'm cherry picking. You know, Red Sox, Yankees, but even still, you know, uh, just some different teams. Hey, this is the only time Toronto comes to town. They've got a couple good young players, or whoever it may be. You might be, you know, more inclined to go see that than after ah, playing the Dodgers again. Again, we know Rocky fans are excited at an opportunity to, to cut the Dodgers down at their knees at any point. But there are other teams that have really good players too, and there is some excitement with that as well. So uh, that that could be the way. You know, starting starting the game, starting the season a little earlier, or, or playing those games in Arizona and Florida. That could be a way where you play all nine other teams. And yeah. Start to build some new rivalries other than the obvious Rockies Mariners ones that we all know. <laughs> when you're you become a Rockies, you become you hate the Mariners before you start rooting for the Rockies. That's how serious the rivalry is. Get that deep. Uh, love it. Straight up though. No, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of a lot of potential answers there. And it is one of the things I I forget about semi-regularly is that uh, uh, totally even apart from the fact that the Rockies are stuck in the division with the Dodgers is the fact that it's just like, it's really weird that, that they have this whole travel problem and um, there are a lot of potential ways to fix it. We've run through many of them here, some of them a little more extreme than others, but yeah, it, it would be nice to see, what the team out here could do if they didn't have this other thing also hanging over them in addition to the the altitude and, and the ballpark and all that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it'll be exciting to see what happens in the next couple of years. What yeah. Been, you know, yeah. And that's another reason to be in favor of expansion, by the way, is just because if, if, the, if, yeah. it, if the league expands, then they have to realign. And then the odds dramatically shoot up that something like this could happen. And well, let's face it. The Rockies are going to get screwed out here some way, right? Oh, sure. So, somehow, some way. I'm going to say, uh, you know what? It actually makes better sense for the rest of baseball if the Rockies were in the same division as Tampa, Montreal, <laughs> right. Seattle, and Albuquerque. You're like, wait, that's your AAA team. Don't just get on the plane. We'll figure it out. You're like, no, we're, we can't play a minor league team. Rockies, stop complaining. This is what works best for the other 31 teams. Right. Come on, man! Again, <laughs> uh, it was the they they did a. Uh, I was an NFL insider who tweeted the other day that the NFL should establish the Kendall Hinton rule that if any team is without quarterbacks, they can sign a quarterback off of somebody else's practice squad. And I, I was like, 
Why not call it the screw the Broncos and Denver sucks rule? Why not just go straight to what you're actually saying here, which is that you don't care that it happened to the Broncos, but now you're concerned that it's happening to everyone else. Yeah. I love that rule. That's fantastic. Although there would be obvious shenanigans involved. In I mean, I can, yeah, I like the I like the rule as well, though, actually. It, in concert. it just would have been nice if that would have been, you know, in place before the league demanded the Broncos play a game without a quarterback. That <laughs> could have been okay. With the, there's someone who mentions, uh, you know, baseball in Honolulu, who there's actually, oh. there's actually a connection between Colorado and Hawaii. Yeah. So mm-hmm. before they were the Colorado Springs Sky Sox, um, came about, I think, in 1988, they were the Hawaii, uh, the Hawaii Islanders. So... No. We know we know our baseball history as far as uh, the major league teams. You know, the Milwaukee Brewers for one year, and they, they become the St. Louis Browns, and then in the 1963, they become the Baltimore Orioles. Like we, we track that, but we don't do it for minor leagues all that much. Right. I did something like that. Where <laughs> I just decided over the course of one weekend. I of course was, you did. The Sky Sox, you know, before they were the Sky Sox, whether they were Hawaii Islanders, and before that, the Sacramento Solons. And so you had teams that were, you know, out there. But I remember when I was younger, actually I was in college, I like fantasized like, okay, if there were 40 teams, where would they be? And there you yeah, go. Now we're talking. We had a team, Mexico City, and just got crazy. And you look and go, all right, well, San Antonio, they've got an NBA team. Naturally, they should have an MLB team. Hey, what about Jacksonville? they got a football team. Boom, give them an MLB team. We'll have four 10-team divisions and just got crazy. And you know what? Someday all those things may happen. Yeah, never know. And and some of them may be cities that aren't really big cities right now that we, we think of that are in the conversation. Like, what does Austin, Texas, become this, you know, megatropolis? Sure, sure. At some point, don't know. Newark, New Jersey, you know, right there in the in the shadows of New York is that is a city essentially that doesn't have any team other than the New Jersey Devils. But there there's all all possibilities in the future going forward. And, and maybe even ones that we didn't mention. We, we mentioned a lot with, with Charlotte, Las Vegas, et cetera. But there could be a, a location right now where in five years' time you could see that city in play for an MLB team. Albuquerque? No. Mm, but, no. Well, you never know. People yeah. will bring them up only because when you look at their attendance numbers, it's so strong. It's just not big enough of a city. No. But – well, it'll be fun. It'll be fun when we when we get to that point. Yeah. So hit us up. Let us know what you want to see. Uh, teams you want to see added to Major League Baseball. How you would redraw the divisions if you could. If you think you could create a perfect solution to the everybody plays everybody problem. Let us know. Hit us up. Find us on social media at Patrick D. Lyons, at Drew Creaseman, at DNVR underscore Rockies. You can always send an email to Drew or Patrick at thednvr.com. You also got to make sure that you are subscribed to thednvr.com because when you do that, you can read all of our written content. You can leave comments on there that we'll definitely see. You can join our Discord, ask us questions, participate in the conversation, draw up realignments in there in our private chat, and you get discounts on all kinds of cool stuff like shirts and hats and masks you get a bigger beer when you come on back down to the dnvr bar all that kinds of great stuff just 
for signing up for that one DNVR subscription. And we got to throw it this way for you podcast listeners. Uh, for our special Wednesday DFA show this week, we're talking presents. It's the season of giving. And more importantly than that, it's the season of getting. <laughs> it's the season of receiving cool stuff. And so we want to know the coolest Rocky stuff, or just all the Rocky, the weirdest Rocky stuff, the Rockies stuff that you have gotten over the years. And you got to send it to us. And you can tweet at us, at Patrick D. Lines or at Drew Creaseman at DNVR underscore Rockies. But the best way to make sure we will see it absolutely for sure is for you to be a subscriber to the DNVR.com and leave it in our Discord chat where people are already leaving all kinds of cool stuff. On Wednesday, we're going to share with you some of the interesting Rockies gifts we've received over the years, some of the interesting Rockies gifts some of the people on our staff have received over the years, and we're going to take a look at yours. So join the conversation. Show off your Rocky swag. It doesn't necessarily have to be a Christmas gift. We won't tell anybody if you got it for your birthday. Just, you know... uh, We're celebrating all of it, so let us know. Keep being absolutely awesome out there. I promise you that we will keep being absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.